things and thinks that they're all wrong. One's American and one is an Aussie. Talking about StarCraft 2 and the esports scene. Excellent. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be on it. Yeah. Yeah, good to have you for mm. sure. <laughs> We've only been trying to have you on the show for literally over a year. <laughs> I was looking at the first time I asked. It was June 17th last yep. year. Uh, sorry about that. That's my bad. Um, <laughs> That's quite yeah, all right. Uh, I've just been very... Uh, I'm, I'm one of those people where when I get when I get messaged on... Um, when I get messaged on Discord or Twitter and that sort of thing, uh, I, like even outside of esports, I, I just do a lot of stuff where I'm, I... I like oh okay I'll get to that later and then just you know things will happen I'll get busy and and I'll um and I'll, I'll just sort of let it go I'll, like like if it, yeah I'm sorry no no we understand <laughs> I mean it go, took go. us a long time to get Pig on when he was here uh, Zombie Grub there was some time there too so we get it the people we want on the podcast have busy lives and so yeah. we don't expect people to be like yeah. yes I'll do it now <laughs> thank you for the offer uh, so we totally understand you got stuff going yeah, on it's yeah. not a big deal yeah we got there. Yeah. Um, I was fine. I, I was just, I was yeah. just saying, like as long as I can still do my stream later, I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to jump on. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, what are we, uh, what are we talking about today? Well, speaking of just randomly thinking about on Twitter, uh, I actually saw this here poll from ESPN Esports that I thought was interesting. I'm going to share it into our shared chat here. It says only one esports moment can win at the ESPYS. Will it be number seven, Serral winning WCS Global Finals at BlizzCon, or number ten? Chiquite, 126, becoming the first woman drafted into the NBA 2K League. Ah. Okay. So, I had some thoughts well, on looks this. Like, looks like Cyril's losing. Mm -hmm. I just checked Yes, out. indeed. Currently, it stands at 55% for Chiquita and 45% for Cyril. I don't... I don't think the Twitter poll is the, the poll. It does say you have well, to go have to the Well, they have a poll on the tweet, oh, okay. so... Yeah. He's losing the poll, but I don't know if he's losing the competition. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Voting will what, take if... place on the ESPN Esports Twitter. I think that's it. I really think that's legit. Oh, okay. That's it right there. That's yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I, I just clicked on the link and the, I didn't find any way, any way to vote. I just like scrolled through it really quickly and I didn't, I didn't see anything I... there. Um, oh. I, I found something. You can vote there. That's what it's telling me. Uh, SP's voting best esport moment. Oh, you can. Oh, so I've got all the different uh, oh, different shit. brackets here. So, are the is this mm -hmm. the final two? Then is this Cyril versus Chiquita? Um, I don't yeah. know. I think it, they're doing brackets. So I don't know if this is like the finals. I don't even see that one on the list here. I don't but see the Cyril one on this page that you linked. Uh, I see it. I see it. Which uh, yeah, it's second. Oh, it's all bottom. the way down here. Okay. Yeah. So seven versus ten there, and then Thanks for is there like a whole bracket we can see. I guess we can figure uh, it out. Okay. But anyway, the main thought here mm. was that obviously I'm biased for StarCraft stuff, and I don't really care obviously. about uh, NBA 2K. Even <laughs> though I do like the NBA, I just don't like watching the esport version of of it. So, uh, it is bottom line. I kind of feel like if we're looking at an esports moment, I kind of feel like the first foreigner to win a BlizzCon event is a much oh, bigger man. deal than look right then like a woman got drafted in the NBA 2K league 
I just I think it's it's great that that happened, but I just as far as relative importance in the general esports scene, I'm gonna go with Serral on that. <laughs> What's is NBA is NBA 2K esports? Yeah. Or, like is that what we? Okay. Uh, I mean, it's all subjective in my opinion. Like it, that's I guess that's why they have a poll there yep. because that that moment is more important to a lot of other people out there than it is to uh, to others, right? So yes, these polls are really quite silly to mm. me <laughs> in general. Like there's always been you know esports awards shows <laughs> and that sort of thing where. Some people in the industry take it really, really seriously and they get upset at other people for not taking it seriously because it's our path to quote-unquote being legitimate, which I think is a crock of shit. Um, pardon French. No, you're uh, good. We'll be fine. You yep. can swear. You can swear. We don't mind. Oh, fantastic. Yep. I should have asked. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, <laughs> the starters, this is a little bit, it's it's not, it, it doesn't mean anything. Um, we know, you know, mm. what, what, the Cer what Serral winning means to us is... Uh, is, is what it means and ESPN can't take it away from us. <laughs> Even if they, whether they win or lose, doesn't bother me at all. Polls will change literally nothing exactly. about Cyril's accomplishment if he loses. Exactly. And, and I mean, 20, 2019 could be a back-to-back -back thing for him. Who knows? You know. Oh, God, wouldn't that be amazing? It would be. It would be. And it's... Yep. You know, it's it's not that long till say, you know, we got the Asus Rog coming up um, with new new event, and we got uh, GSL versus the world, where we'll get to see Serral versus the Koreans for the first time this year, and that'll be the mm -hmm. that'll be an exciting moment to see how he how he's looking going towards the global finals. Agreed. Yeah, Somicron would mm. just be over the moon if a Zerg won the global or uh, BlizzCon again. That just he would just be so happy about that. Right. Ah, I mean, <laughs> he can be whatever he, he can have. He can be whatever race he wants. It's just the. It's amazing that it's this kid from the woods in Finland. Yeah, <laughs> and not a Korean from a freaking <laughs> yeah. house. Agreed. That's the insane part yeah. about it. And I have heard some yeah. rumbles that Cyril didn't actually beat any Terrans at the global finals. Uh, he beat a lot of Protoss uh, and a couple Zerg, but there was no innovation, and he didn't ever have to face Maru. That is true. That is true. I think, yeah. um, but he did at the GSL vs. the World beat Innovation yes. um, and also Mario uh, in a best of one yeah. though. So you can't really put a whole lot of stock in that. Yeah, it's much um, harder to determine. And then he yeah. and then he beat Innovation shortly after BlizzCon in a best of seven grand final and home story cup. So his TVZ is okay. Although it, it does seem it does seem like right now, like at this moment, Cyril's TVZ is probably still. He mentioned it last year that it's his weakest matchup. I would say that it's still his weakest matchup just by seeing um, uh, some of his WCS Challenger games. You know, he, he looked a little vulnerable. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Which is so weird because yeah. a lot of the um, complaints about balance today are about Protoss being stronger than Zerg, but Serral doesn't seem to care about that. So, <laughs> I mean, if your top players <laughs> no. on a race aren't bothered by a certain matchup, and I'm not sure how much, uh, how much Blizz is going to balance it, you know? Uh, yeah, he, he did an article on Team Liquid where he was sort of saying that T ZVP is tricky, I think was what he what he mm. said. Um, not that, he, you know, he's not one to balance wine. He's a no. very humble guy. Um, he's, a, he's a benevolent god. But uh, <laughs> he he doesn't like... Um, just, just by watching, you know, being a fan of him and watching a lot of his games, it does seem like he struggles against some of those, uh, you know, some styles of Terran. But um, I don't remember the last time I saw him struggle against a Protoss. I've seen him lose ZVZs. Yep. Um, but, uh, but 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 ZVP just seems like uh, you know it's a it seems like he's if not, if not his best matchup then certainly on par with with his ZVZ because some of the people that he's been playing in ZVZ have been 
absolutely incredible. So, you know, and his series against Lambo recently was actually really impressive for me to see how good Lambo is right now. So, um, yeah, I was impressed yeah. by that so, so, too, for sure. Lambo, he's been around for a while, but I've never seen, I've never watched his games and thought, wow, this guy, he is quickly ascending to the top. But yeah, he showed very well. He has moments Cyril. of brilliance. He has moments of brilliance. And a lot of people in the scene know that he's great. It's just that when it comes to those big lands, he's like not been able to make a big enough splash for the community to get on board. Yep. Like a lot of us commentators know that Lambo's really good and we know that he has the ability to beat the best players in the world. That like there's no one in the world that he couldn't take a map off. But there's, um, mm. but you know, you got to convince the community of that by, by, by placing high, you know. Uh, I think his highest is... Uh, WCS Austin, I think last year might have been might have been where it happened, but um, you know, spring wasn't too bad either for him. So hopefully, with summer coming up, he he can uh, have another shot at it. Hopefully, hopefully, he sticks around for a really long time to show us how good he is. You know, yeah, for sure. Like the guy a lot. Yeah. German player, uh, really solid mechanically, as they generally seem to be from that country for whatever reason. Uh, yeah, he took third place at a uh, home story <laughs> uh, last just last oh, year. Go. So. Yeah, well, yep, right. yep. He got 3 0 uh, by Innovation, which, again, no shame in that. Innovation is abjectly terrifying. Um, but, yeah, third place. Yeah, well, story it, is quite a feather in your cap, for sure. It certainly is. And considering he got eliminated by the guy that nearly killed Cyril yeah. in the grand final in a best of seven, it's uh, yeah, not, not really anything to be upset about, I don't think. I mean, all, all pro gamers, anyone that is competitive is always going to be upset when they lose um, to some degree. But uh, mm, you can yeah. have some perspective. Certainly on Certainly softens the blow. Yeah. 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 So the thing with Cyril is in the games that I've watched of his, uh, a couple of games that I've cast too, it seems like a couple of things that he has struggled with in ZBT is uh, one, I think I saw Hero Marine take him down with just a kind of a surprise battle cruiser tech switch about mid game. Uh, he managed yeah. to hide um, it from Cyril. He didn't scout it. He wasn't able to get in there. And then suddenly battle cruiser and Cyril wasn't ready for it and just went down. It's my style, man. I love, I love playing <laughs> Surprise this, the, the battle stuff on ladder. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's one of those styles. that's very reliant on your first battle cruiser being effective. If it doesn't do a whole lot, then you're pretty far behind. Yes. Um, mm. So it's it's it, it's a it's a bit of a gamble. I mean, a lot of stuff in StarCraft is, but Cyril's like. Um, uh, it, it, it seems like there's a few styles in TVZ that he struggles against. You know, he's a really He's like the king of multitasking. Like he has a he has a huge score in every single aspect of the game. You know, it'd be ten out of ten map vision, ten out of ten mechanics, ten out of ten uh, multitask, all that sort of stuff. But sometimes, some armies for the Terran. I think like one of the most one of the most impressive things to me about really good players in StarCraft is like looking at a battle and knowing that you've won it before you fight. Yes. You know, is that is that is that you know does that make sense? Like this sort of like. You have to make that split-second snap decision. When you see the army of the Terran and you see that siege position, you're like, okay, you calculate quickly. Three siege tanks, I have high ground. Um, you know, this many Marines, this many Marines. I have this. Does this beat that? And you need to make that decision within milliseconds. Right. Because if you go in there and get wiped and out, he, you're done. You need to be able to exactly, pull back. Like you overextend right and you're done. Exactly. Exactly. So, and and seems like sometimes Serral's calculations sometimes are off for TVZ. Because some, maybe some of these styles he hasn't played against tens of thousands of times yet. Like that, uh, you know, the battle mech stuff, which I'm sure these get him a lot. You know, he's, he he completely demolished special playing that style at uh, at, at, w at WCS Spring, Spring Grand Final. Yeah. yeah, so that's certainly when he's when he's sort of you know gotten used to a style. He can he can really make it look silly, 
but maybe the BC stuff he's still not completely used to, although it did kind of plague the latter for a while before the BC, like, Yamato kind of got nerfed a bit. But, um, but it is, like, uh, it, it does seem like sometimes Serral miscalculates battles. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to explain, you know. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a huge, um, analyst, and I haven't seen every single one of his games, but I've definitely, you know, watched, watched a lot, and that, that's what it feels like to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, you don't have to be perfect at it. I think if you're in the, uh, you know, 90% of the time, you know what's going on accurately and can predict if you can beat this army. I think that's uh, plenty good enough. Uh, another style that I've seen Serral struggle against, uh, I saw Innovation do the uh, whole mass nuke play against him one time. And Innovation, yeah. yeah. Innovation won that game. And I, I just feel like it's really hard for Zergs to deal with four nukes at the same time on four of your bases while accounting for an army pushing yeah. against your creep. Yeah, that was I Am Kanavitsa. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, was it on the mainstream because it was one of those things that uh, that, that was off-stream. And, and that was actually the first series Cyril lost in like six months or something. Yes. Like it was... He, he, mm. offline, offline, he was like 60-something or 70-something, you know. <laughs> which like, is insane. <laughs> which is which is ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm probably way off with that. I, I don't remember the numbers this early morning here. Um, but uh, all I know is that he was undefeated offline for a very, very long time. There was that 3-0 he dropped a Neve at one point in, 20, in 2018, which kind of like was a bit of a stain on his record. <laughs> but um, it was online and no one really <laughs> put any stock into it. Um, but that was his first offline loss as far as series goes uh, to innovation. So um, the that style... I think, honestly, in my opinion, like I'm not a again not a high level player, just a guy that's a fan of the game and watches a lot of StarCraft. Um, but in my opinion, everyone keeps talking to me about how strong Zerg late game is with Infestors, Broodlords, and stuff. But if you're one if you're one of those Terrans, this is a big if by the way. If you're one of those Terrans that has the mechanics to remember to shift Q out those ghosts and blanket, you know, carpet bomb that that map with WEMDs. Um, I think that uh, that actually seems way more powerful to me. You know, yeah, I think I think you're not going to get a whole lot done against Protoss doing that style because they, uh, you know, they 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 have the ability to detect things a little bit easier. They have the ability to warp in defenses instantly, or pretty instantly, that sort of thing. Um, Tempests also make that style a little bit tough because you can tag the ghost and then target fire it down. With 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 Zerg though, it feels like they struggle against that sort of big nuke pressure style when it gets to the super late game when Terran's got a bank and they're just making a lot of nukes and they're making a lot of ghosts it's it seems so obnoxious to stop I watch these zergs and I'm like god I feel for you like I'm watching Rainer get nuked to, to high heaven from from like uh, oh god who was it it was uh, Marine Lord like Marine Lord was nuking him to death on Kings Cove <laughs> I mean Kings Cove is a pretty good map for TVC yeah. <laughs> um, but but you know it's not the first time I've seen that you know there was a there was a famous a Soul Denver game that I cast on uh, the SC2 Highlights channel, which was just like 90-something nukes. And Denver was just slowly <laughs> dying a slow death because he was just bleeding out resources. And even Creep, you know, your Creep gets receded pretty far by the, by, the, by the nukes. And it's not like the nukes are landing big juicy wallops on the army and there's a big, oh, moment. They're just killing drones. They're just mm. killing static defense. They're killing spore crawlers. They're just pushing you back slowly, slowly, slowly. And um, the Zerg army, when it's you know, if it's not together and it doesn't have a thousand investors under, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, not that impressive. And also, the added benefit of the fact that the ghosts can EMP those investors sometimes, so you really got to be on your toes. Um, so the mm. the ghosts seem so strong in late game, um, but that's just me as a spectator, you know, as a fan of the game watching. 
I certainly can't play that style very well, so I struggle in late game against Zerg. Yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. And then Morrow versus Scarlet too, third place match from uh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that was also King's Cove, by the yes. way. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, small, small <laughs> nuki map. I remember that game. <laughs> yeah, it lasted yeah, for us. Uh, yeah, it was eighty minutes. One of those crazy. One... That's right. It's one of those one of those games that lives on an infamy. Of the mm. is that the rules moment with uh, <laughs> with WESG, and also the you know the entire community. Oh God! And the community, bless their souls, they love doing this. They're arguing on behalf of someone else, right? Without knowing that person's thought process, or without knowing what that person was thinking at the time, but they say stuff like, "This is obvious." You know, oh, I'm going to go on a tangent here in a second, but yeah, they were saying stuff like, they were saying stuff like, "Oh, Maru, Maru knew, and this is WSG rules, and there's no way the best terror in the world would would forget to lift his structures and float it to the corner." Turns out, in the end, yes. It is. That is, that is exactly what it's happened. Ex and Murray got an interview with Crank. Yep. It's exactly what he yeah. said. Like, Crank, mm -hmm. It's exactly what he said to Crank. He was like, no, I just forgot. I was concentrating on getting the Broodlords killed with my Vikings. That was what I was doing. I forgot I could lift my structures and it could have been a draw. And he forgot. He made a mistake. But the community was 100% convinced best around the world could never, ever make that mistake. It's ridiculous. Get out of here. I'm, I, I even got tweeted at saying that I'm stupid <laughs> for, for thinking that, you know, for thinking that Maru would forget to lift the structure. Um, and then uh, oh another thing the other day I see it all the time though guys like oh my god as a commentator you know you get all these feedback threads and that sort of thing I see it all the time I, I saw that uh, you know my good friend Zombie Grub got, uh, got a got a love thread on um, on Reddit and I was like oh great you know because I think she's fantastic and I don't think she gets anywhere near the amount of attention that, that she deserves because she's uh, you know I guess not everyone's cup of tea as far as commentator goes but I think she's brilliant and um, and and I saw the thread. And I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. And I was reading some responses, and I saw some some dude in there doing the thing where he was just like, ah, oh, you know what? I saw Zombie Grub get snarky with Fear Dragon. It was really obvious and clear that she wasn't having a bar of it. Like she just wasn't. She just could not handle his bullshit or something like that. And it's a it's a shame that Fear Dragon ruined ruined that cast or Zombie Grub reacted that way. And I'm like, is this daytime soap opera or reality TV that you that you that you that is that what you watch when you don't watch StarCraft? Like, what where, where do you get this information from? Did Fear Dragon call you and vent to you one night in tears over the phone? Like, I happen to know for a fact that I happen to know for like I speak to the both of them every day. We're in a we're in a Discord group to get to, together where we you know we're quite close and we talk to each other almost every day, or actually I would say even every day, um, but but. <laughs> That they're like best friends. <laughs> if she's being snarky, it's because she's just having a crack at him. It's just, it's just, it's just, you know, banter. Um, but the community, like some people, not everyone. I'm sorry. When I say the community, I don't mean like the community at large. I just mean the people that do this thing on Reddit and do this thing online. Like if you're listening to the Falcon podcast and you're one of those people, uh, go look in the mirror. Um, think about what you do with your time and think about how you, uh, how you, how you, how you pause things when you watch them online. Oh Jesus Christ! It, it's, I, could, I can't believe that this is this is something that people do. Like maybe it's because I'm a little bit older. Like maybe I just um, never got to that part of of online personality. I, I don't know because I, I I I like to treat a lot of my online interactions like how I treat people in person. You know what I mean? So for the Falcon Paladin people, that means ignoring them. <laughs> no, no, that's a, no. The, the uh, wow. what, what I mean by that is like I, I I try to give people benefit of the doubt. I try and respect what they say. I try and see where they're coming from, and try and be empathetic, and then try and you know if if they're disagreeing with me, try and see where they're coming from. You know, 
I don't just say, no, lol, you're literally Hitler, X, D, 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 like, like that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I don't really do that. Um, seems like more of a, uh, a young boys game, I don't know. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Do, do, do you see this thing? Do you guys see this thing on uh, on, on Reddit? Like, I'm sorry for going on a rant tangent here, but do you see this thing this thing on like Reddit and, and forums and something where people just they just they just they just make up something? You know, they're like, oh, Mike Morheim left Blizzard because of blah 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 blah. Activision's making this decision. I'm like, oh wow, there's some people. I, I didn't realize that uh, you know XX Sephiroth 69 XX was best friends <laughs> with uh, with with Mike Morheim, was also a Fortune 500 CEO, where he could make all these fantastic business decisions. I, I had no idea. Like, wow, uh, what company did you own? Like, well, who were you the president and founder and co-founder of before uh, before you could tell Activision what the fuck to do with their money and why they should make these decisions? Yeah, I think it's just the there's a general yeah. uh, like a human need to understand the whys of certain things, and if no why is provided, sure. then the brain goes, "Well, let's just let's do it silently." Yeah, exactly. And there's no reason not to <laughs> think about that stuff. Right. And I think maybe even presenting it in a way where just like this is just my opinion. This is what I'm guessing happened. Is that something That's, that offends oh, you? Oh God. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> it's something I always say, always say on my stream to people that are in my Twitch chat. And this is a this is a. Um, this is a branch off of what I was talking about before. You know, my rant tree. This is a branch off of it. But, but I'm just like, a lot of the time, people will be like, this band sucks, dude. This music's shit. Or this band's the best in the world. You know, other end of the spectrum. Both of those, I think, are, are stuff that I actually don't like saying. Those are, like, I always say that's, uh, that's, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah. You know, and you should say, like, if you, if all, if you just add in my opinion, it kind of takes a lot mm. of the battle out of it for me. Like, I actually just sort of go, oh, fine. Like, you can, you can say in your opinion that Protoss is the weakest race in the world. You know, you could, you could say in your opinion that country music's the best in the world. These are two things that I heavily disagree with. <laughs> but I'm not going to sit there and go, oh, you know, no, that's not, that's, you know, that's, that's not true and, <laughs> and, and say you're wrong and you're stupid and uh, and all the stuff that people normally say to others, like Lameo, you know, wake up, smell the coffee, whatever. I'm not. I'm never ever ever gonna. Oh God, I could do with coffee right now. Um, but I, I, I'm never ever ever gonna. Uh, you know, I, I treat people like that, like I would in person. Like if someone comes up to me and they're like, "Hey, man, nice to meet you." Also, the Earth is flat, and Obama's a lizard person. I'll be like, "Huh? Hmm. I mean, huh?" You know, I'll, I'll be like, "All right, you know, that's 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 your opinion, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not true. Um, but, you know, what's sort of, what? Where'd you get the information for that from?" And then if they say Alex Jones, then we're done. You know, like it's it, it's at least at least we we went there. You know, I didn't I didn't laugh at them. I didn't shut them down. Um, although in my brain I might have. You know, everyone has biases in their brain to some extent. To some to some extent of it, you gotta you gotta at yeah. least treat your fellow human with a little bit more respect. You know. That's where I'm getting that. Yeah, you you get you give them at least one chance. I give them a shot. Yeah, dude. To explain themselves. Talk, yeah. t tell me, yep. tell me how Obama's a lizard person. Tell me how vaccinations <laughs> cause autism. By all means, do it. Oh man, you don't want to tell me how the Earth. You don't want to go down that rabbit hole. People have long, long. No, I don't. About this I, I don't. <laughs> no, no, I absolutely don't. Okay. <laughs> and if either of you two guys have a different opinion than myself, that's completely fine. That's where I'm getting at here. Like nope. we're all we're all human beings interacting, but it's just the when I see that shit online, like a like a uh, a derivative of that online, it actually like <laughs> it kind of it makes me laugh, but it's like <laughs> laugh anger. Like you know when you 
When 20 charge lots appear in your main base and you're just like, <laughs> like that kind of laugh. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. GG, yeah. like that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> sorry, sorry, for the, sorry for the derail. I mean, for the record, both of I us believe that topic. the Earth is... We started off on a different topic here. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's fine. That's how the podcast usually yeah. goes. Uh, but for the record, both oh, of us okay. are very pro the world is round and that vaccinations are good. So, uh, well, I mean, as an Australian, I have to be because the, the whole argument for Flat Earthers is that Australia doesn't exist in all paid <laughs> actors. Exist. Um, it is hard for an Australian yeah, to I mean, be because, flat Because, because Australia disproves their, Australia and a lot of our Southern Hemisphere and brothers and sisters pr disprove their theory because you can Skype call one of us and it'll be sunshine where, they're, where it's dark. It's just a conspiracy. You know, just everybody's in on it. It's a set, man. Yeah, we're in a, you're in on it. We're in a Hollywood yeah. set. Yep, yep. It's all right. It's nice. I'm actually, yeah. uh, I, I, I joke sometimes when people come to our chat, they're like, oh, Australia's, you know, Australia's fake, you know, and they'll, they'll do that as like a Kappa thing in my chat. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm actually a white girl from Utah, um, <laughs> an, alb an, albino, an albino white girl from Utah with a really good voice modulator and a very good convincing accent. Also, you know, face makeup, hair, wig, beard. Mm. It's plausible, man. I've seen what they so do with Snapchat <laughs> these days. Totally doable. Oh, dude, there's all, all <laughs> kinds of filters out there, man. It's just amazing that I can put that filter on in person for people. Like when people come and meet me in person, it's, it's still there. Yep. It's technology amazing. Is it's great. Really, technology is actually, oh, it's so good. <laughs> so it's actually, uh, <laughs> as, as a small side note regarding the hair and the beard, tasteless. I remember we were having a drink one night. It was years ago, and he still brings it up every now and then. It's just that he always like, it would just sit there silently, and he'll just look at me, and he'll be like, Man, I just I, I always just start laughing when I look at you and I just imagine you going to your hotel you're going to the hotel room and like taking off your beard and taking off your hair and you're actually just a bald guy. <laughs> just, you're, you're actually like a cherub baby. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Uh, it makes me laugh. Man, if you ever that if guy, you that ever guy. did shave your head and your beard, I think a lot of people will just like have heart attacks and die. I think they might just be done at that point. So be careful be yeah. careful with that as well. Oh, what I'm there's saying. been a few there's been a few times where I've like you know, I'm putting on a hoodie or something that doesn't have a zipper or even one with a zipper and a dread gets caught on it or something like that. I'm like, oh, fuck this hair. I want to cut it off. <laughs> and then and it happens. It happens sometimes, especially in summer <clears throat> when it's really hot. You know, my hair is not good for hot weather. No. And um, and I just be like, mm. oh, duh, I just want to cut it all off. You know, just shave my head because it felt so nice to have a shaved head. When I, I like I even remember, even though it was like, you know, that was the last haircut I had. Um. I used to I used to just have a pair of um, like barber's clippers and I would just shave my head in the sink. Is how I is how I would um, you know don't do this by the way kids like you'll clog a clog a drain. Yeah. When I when I lived out of home I was dumb you know uh, so so I, I I let my hair grow out to you know maybe like maybe like two or three inches length and then I'll just cut it all off with mm. uh, with with clippers you know just just buzz it all down to like a number two like a crew cut and I just have a shaved head and that's that was my haircut instead of spending money on a haircut i had a 50 dollar pair of clippers and i'd just do that every few months saves time saves oh, money I'm down. that sounds great exactly mm -hmm. and i was yep. all about saving time and money when i moved out of house my dude because i had three jobs and i was a full-time student and i wasn't living at home and i was eating crackers and dip mm. uh crackers and dip mm. if i was feeling fancy what, what kind of dip um <laughs> but uh well the, the cheapest and most filling dip was actually hummus oh yeah okay so that I would go down the hummus path, yeah. but if I really wanted to treat myself to a Friday night, you know, put on some candles, mood lighting, that sort of thing, and just really have a me night, mm. then I'd get some. Then I'd get some French onion dip. You know Ooh, what I mean? Like yeah. this is the 
Because that top shelf is an extra 70 cents, you know, like, <laughs> put my feet up, put on the bathrobe, put on some Careless Whisper, and just start dipping into that French onion. Maybe some name brand Take the phone off the hook. Instead of... Uh, yeah, dude, some of that. Brand. Some Captain's Table water crackers that are literally a dollar for a box of 50, you know, like... <laughs> Such good value. That's, that's how I ate, man. That's how I ate when I moved out of home. So, yeah, haircuts, um, low but on yeah, the list of priorities then. <laughs> yeah. Well, every time I think about every time I think about cutting it, um, to go back to what we were saying before, I always just say, "Do, do I want the community backlash?" <laughs> um, right. If you ever do decide to shave and cut your hair, you got to keep it and turn it into a wig, so that way when you're at like a GSL Super right. Tournament or something or versus the world, you can just whip it off, uh, right, and really surprise tasteless. There are different. Be there, there are times where I'm like, I just want to cut it all off and then just wear it as a wig. Um, but yeah, but it, it would look so different. Like wigs look so different to what, cause I actually have mm-hmm. like, you know, I have a lot of hair obviously, but there are parts of mm-hmm. my head that, um, where my hair is relatively thin compared to the mm-hmm. others. Um, so mm-hmm. wearing a wig is full coverage and it actually would like, I would look very different with a wig on than what my hair looks right now. Mm. So, um, yeah. So that's um, how we'll like, know. If we ever see you, your head looks that's weird. Ha- we'll know it's a wig. The, the top of my head will have more um, dreads on it. Excellent. <laughs> the, there'll be a bit of a, like a mound <laughs> on top of my head. And that's how, that's, how you'll know, that's how you'll know it's a wig and not my real hair. All right. Make note of that, Samakon. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah, I, All right. I think Good. I've got it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's also extremely hard to do with dreads because with dreads, you, uh, <laughs> you, you tighten to the root. So like my scalp can be seen pretty much everywhere on my head at the moment because you, you have like, mm. you know wound up hair i don't know how on earth we got Mm. to that but we're there now yeah here we are are. (laughs) what's up guys uh one thing i did want to ask you though well we've got you uh maynard is i actually don't know your uh, your origin of the history with starcraft like when did you get into it what was your first impression of it how did that all go down uh my first impressions of starcraft 2 was actually one of the few times i can remember like i've learned i've learned to not be hyped for games hmm over time, which is a which is a shame, you know. I, I I when I was growing up, I anytime I was hyped for a game and it came out, it was the best video game ever. But now, maybe because I'm getting older, or maybe I just have less patience. There's a lot of games where I'm like, oh, that'd be cool, and then it comes out and I play it, and I'm like, oh, this game's terrible, <laughs> and then I'll just uninstall it and get a refund. Turns out, um, turns out yeah but uh starcraft 2 was definitely one of the last times i remember being really excited for a game and when it came out it was everything i wanted yeah um so i i remember that very vividly like i remember i was showing my girlfriend at the time i was like i was like um you know anytime there was a new cinematic trailer or a gameplay trailer i would sit her down in my lounge room and show her this video and show her how excited i am for this game because she was a gamer as well, okay. so, you know, it's, was, not like, it's, not like, it. it's, not, it's not like, yeah, it's not like she's some, uh, you know, she's not some, not some supermodel or some, some, uh, some normie girl where I'm just like, I'm going to force this gaming content upon you. <laughs> like, I'm not, not like, not like that kind of thing. It was, she was actually a gamer and, I, and she was actually interested in it. So every time I'd find it, I'm like really excited. I'd sit it down and I'd be like, look at this trailer. And it, and it would give me chills, you know. All this, all the stuff from Wings of Liberty, those, that trailer, the hell it's about time, the 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 cutscene stuff would give me chills, and I was so excited because I, I, it was mainly honestly the campaign that I was excited about and playing multiplayer with my friends, yep. um, because when mm. Brood War was around, I kept up with some of the esports stuff, but honestly, mainly my east my my good times with Brood War personally were from playing the campaign 
and playing customs with my friends with cheats on. Yes. And BGH, you know, like most people, you know, UMA, UMS maps. Um, but uh, but StarCraft 2, I, I went balls deep, man, when that game came out. I, like, wanted to absorb every single bit of content StarCraft 2 had to show me. Whether it be, um, it, it, it was the first time where I sort of went, oh, I wonder what StarCraft 2 Esports is, is like. Because I actually ignored Warcraft 3 Esports completely. Yeah, me too. Like, I, didn't even, I didn't even get far enough to play much of it on ladder. Like, I, I played a few ladder games. I was like, eh. You know, I like I like making I like make I liked making maps and I liked playing campaign and that was it. And then StarCraft Two, I think the first tournament I ever saw of StarCraft Two, which I think was the, honestly the first tournament, um, was an IEM in. Uh, oh God, I think it was Cologne, but it was it was even before GSL. Idra Idra beat Moro. I'm um, oh, sorry, Moro beat Idra with six racks reaper in it. but uh, Wings of Liberty. But I remember watching that tournament. And going, damn, dude! The esports in this game is incredible. I want to be a part of this, uh, part of this um, community. You know, I want to, I want to talk about esports with people. You know, I, w- I want to talk to people about this stuff. I want to, I want to watch it. I want to play in it. You know, I'm practicing and that sort of thing. <clears throat> so I joined uh, SC2C, it's a South, uh, like an Australian or Southeast Asian based. Uh, it was run by a Singaporean dude, um, and it was a. Uh, Sort of that that region, you know. We have a we had a C server back yeah. then. Um, we don't anymore. But um, mm-hmm. we had that we had that region, and and that was a site for that region. And um, and I and I became a part of it. I noticed that there were lands in my hometown, and uh, and they were being organised on that site. I'm like, fuck yeah! So I showed up to that, and there were like tons of people there too. And I was just really excited about uh, you know the excitement for Starcraft just worldwide. And and then uh, one fateful night. I became, uh, you know, I, I jumped into a, a BSG clan league because there was a lot of those on a C2C and I was like uh, a gold level Zerg at the time. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I want to I be a part of a team. I want to practice with a team and, and put in, you know, um, and, 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 you know, in my opinion, by the way, if you're, if you're a player out there and you're a little bit demotivated, go join a clan. Nothing's more motivating than being part of a team league like Turbo Team League and that sort of thing, which is on uh, Peak's channel. Uh, the the grand finals at least yeah because you can't let but, your um, clan mates down got to win for them no that that's ex- that's exactly right, right. You, you're just like oh I want to I want to put in for this team I want to do my part you know and when it's my turn I don't want to fail them um, but uh, mm. anyway that's what I thought maybe some people don't give a shit <laughs> but uh, I didn't want I didn't want to fail my team <laughs> so I I got I lost my match and I'm like oh I'm really bummed out so I started having a whiskey um, and I was, and I, I don't know I was a smoker smoker at the time so I was having a cigarette and a whiskey at my computer table and um, and uh, the guy that was streaming sort of... It was just a, like six people was like, oh, I, uh, I, I need a co-caster. My other co-caster's left and we still have a few hours left of these games. Uh, whoever adds me on a Skype gets to, gets to co-cast. So I did. Nice. And because uh, I was like a little... You know, I was a little... I was tipsy. I was like, eh, whatever. You know, I've never tried casting before. I'll do yeah. it. So I jumped on board. Mm-hmm. Jumped on board and started casting with him. And then... Uh, um, yeah, and then a certain guy in the S2C community saw that cast for some somehow, some way, and was like, "Oh, this guy's got a really nice voice, and he's fun, and he doesn't sound like a bogan. You know, he's a, he doesn't sound like your typical Australian commentator. He's actually quite, quite nicely enunciated. What was the word? Nice you voice, used? that sort of thing. Bogan. 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 I've never heard that word. Bogan. Yeah. You never heard of that no. word? It, it basically, it's a Australian redneck. Oh. An uncouth. Like, G'day, mate. Yeah. How you going? Uncouth you know that sort of that sort of that's what, that's, that's a. That's an, an yeah. unsophisticated Australian of some 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's not an ethnicity thing. It's uh, everyone sounds like that, no matter what color they are, <laughs> if they're a bogan. Um, but <laughs> um, but so the uh, so the guy grabbed me for his for his cup, and he did two of them, and they were they were the ones that had some internationals in there. You know, like it was the first time I was ever in a in a lobby with in control. I'm like, oh my god, it's in control. I'm a big fan. Oh my god, you know. Because he was a really big deal back yeah, in the day, for still sure. is, but you know. yeah, still is. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, EG, yeah. EG was huge at the time, and I was just like, "Oh wow, holy crap!" And like, and, and there's like, um, you know, like some Slayers players were in there, and that sort of thing. I'm like, "Oh my god, wow!" All these pro players, and I'm just like telling them in the lobbies, "I'm like, I'm a huge fan, by the way. Good luck." Uh, and uh, <laughs> I started casting with him, and then that, and then that guy got hired by ACL, which is the Australian Cyber League, to. Uh, to, to sort of admin their tournaments. And he's like, well, I have a caster for you. And so I started doing local mm. Australian events. The ACL, StarCraft events, was like the biggest LAN in StarCraft 2, the LAN circuit for StarCraft 2, for like two or three years. And then in 2012, ACL got hired by Blizzard. As Blizzard start, opened a Sydney office, and one of the first things they did was they, they... And I think because of StarCraft 2's success, they could afford to open a Sydney office. Like, there was like... You know, StarCraft 2 started mm. so many things, and you know, including Twitch, by the way. Um, but uh, the 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 Blizzard community sort of appeared in Star in Sydney, and they and they hired ACL to run WCS 2012 in Australia, like the Oceanic and the Australian WCS Grand Finals in 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 uh, in Sydney. And this is a venue that they've used that they used a bunch, by the way. That and also ACL moved on to be ESL Australia. So ESL running, you know, the IEM. CSGO event in Sydney and, uh, and and all the other things that they've run for other esports is that's that's all the ACL guys Nick Vanzetti and friends gotcha um, but uh, but all those guys uh, they they started they took a chance on me to cast I did it completely for free I, I flew myself over to you know I bought my own plane tickets bought my own rooms and was completely for free I just did it because I loved it and um, mm. and also I could afford to because I was a I was a full time engineer at the points at that point so I had a lot of money. But uh, but I, um, I I got hired for 2012, um, for that for that big offline event, and there were a few internationals there. There was uh, Pain User and HD. Mm-hmm. So you remember those guys? They yeah. were there. Uh, and then they also had Tasteless and Artosis. Dang. Okay. So the 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 big power duo that had been that everyone had been watching for two years in GSL were coming to Australia. And everyone was really high. You know, Tastosis were a huge deal. They still are, of course, but back then, a huge deal. The best commentators in the whole world for the biggest city sport in the whole world, right? So they came down to Australia. The, the place was packed with hundreds of people, even more than that, out there at the back of the area that we had to watch on screens because there wasn't enough seating. And I was the host for that event. I was the stage host. And also, they, they said, you know, you would commentate a couple of matches. So I got to commentate with Pain News and I got to commentate with Artosis. And I cast with Artosis. And uh, and he he and he and Tasteless spoke well specifically Artosis I think spoke to um, uh, to Apollo and said that this guy is you know a great commentator so if you're looking for anyone for IEM grab him and then my first international gig was Apollo saying you know Artosis says you're good let's see what you can do and he hired me for IEM Shanghai 2013 nice and since then um, I was a very new caster at that point I really wanted to perform. And I blew my vocal cords out. So the final day, I actually could barely speak at all, but I was still screaming <laughs> through the pain. And people were like, oh my God, stop. Oh, stop, stop, it's already dead. And when they're talking about my voice. But, 
you know, but I still, I still, you know, tore through my throat. I did a lot of damage to myself, but mm. I just really wanted to perform. And I got a lot of really nice messages online from, you know, um, pe people like Cats and uh, I remember like Liquid Rhett and that sort of thing. And, and I remember like Apollo saying, oh, Liquid Rhett says you're good. He's hard to impress, man. That's a, that's a big, that's a big, uh, a big, you know, pat on the back there. And I'm like, oh, this, you know, it felt really good. I'm like, oh, wow, really? Like, am I good? I didn't know. Um, so... <laughs> Um, so I got hired again and I got hired again and I got offered to move to Cologne for, um, to, to be full time with ESL and that sort of thing. And I said no, because I was, you know, I was, had a girlfriend at the time and, and, you know, well, we were going to get engaged and, and that sort of thing. So, um, I, uh, that's, that's basically the story that it goes on from there. Like the IEMs turned into WCS stops. I remember my first ever BlizzCon was a really big surprise because in 2015, I did one. I did. I, I did two events. I did the IEM Taipei in 2015 um, with Todd and Apollo and Kolaris, and um, that was about when Apollo and Kolaris were like the big casting duo out of Europe. Yeah. Um, and then 2015 uh, Katowice, I got hired for that, and I'm like, oh, that's a huge event. Katowice is massive for StarCraft too. I'm like, absolutely, I want to go to that. So I had to get annual leave from work, and I already used a bunch of it for Taipei. So uh, you know, I, I went on unpaid leave to to Poland. And that was the event where I think the community was like really riding me. Like they were like, oh, wow, he's really good. And after that, I got podcast offers and that sort of thing. Um, I never got them again because I was terrible on the podcast that I got. I think it was on Desiree's, I think. Uh, Desiree put me on there because it was like everyone was really hyped about me. And, you know, and, uh, and he expected a really energetic guy. But it turns out when I show up at 4 a.m., I'm like <laughs> pretty monotonous and uh, pretty quiet. Um <laughs> And, uh, and and like 2015, 2015 Katowice, I, uh, I got to do the grand final. You know, the, the cards fell where they may. It was just uh, the, the guys were like, wow, you're, you're, you know, you've been really impressive at this event and the community has been really loving you on, on Reddit and stuff. So we're going to give you the grand final instead of Kolaris. And, hmm. and I was like, oh my God, like I couldn't believe it. And I felt really terrible about it, actually. Like I had imposter syndrome. Yeah. I was like, you know, I don't, you know, for all you guys out there that don't know what that is, it's just basically... It's what it sounds like. You, you show up and you're hired for a job that people think you can do, but you don't think you can do it. You know, if you're like, oh, I'm not meant to be here. I'm surrounded by professionals, you know. You feel like um, you're fooling so, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember being at that at desk for the grand final, like in the Katowice arena. It's a huge arena. Like it actually feels bigger than it actually is when you see it online. Like it's, it's incredible. It, I've never, I, like I've seen stuff like that for like big international bands, you know, and, and soccer stadiums and that sort of thing football stadiums but but i went up onto the in, up into the bleachers the casting desk was out on the second or third third level but sort of overhanging over the crowd so you were just surrounded by people um you had a security you had security and stuff keeping you keeping your area safe and and uh and all that stuff but it was just i, I was just i was just afraid man uh, and, and i remember like a guy came up to me he he was filming for a documentary and he was really cool the whole event so you know we're doing talking to him and and he took footage and that's the thing but at the grand final he was trying to ask me how I felt and I was like dude go away <laughs> I was like yelling at him like dude leave me I'm like freaking out trying to think of so many things right now <laughs> and I felt really bad because I was, I was like I was like don't go like, I can't talk to you man please leave <laughs> like, um, and then Apollo was like dude it's alright it's alright you know it, it's fine just and, th and then I was freaking out thinking that I'd do a terrible job but it's one of those things and I still have it to this day where um, the I mean I don't get nervous anymore, but but but, but back in 2015 I, I still felt like I was imposter syndrome pretty hard, and and uh, when it when the game started though everything around me went away, 
As soon as the lights went down and the game started, after the intro, the intro was the thing I was the most scared of because he wanted me to be hyped and get the crowd ready. Um, but after that, once the game started and the car started, it was so easy. So easy. Because you just, you're 100, like, I'm, I'm always, I'm one of those commentators that when the game is on, I'm 100% absorbed in the game that I'm doing, that, uh, that I'm casting. Nothing else is, nothing else exists. You know, not a care in the world, not a, any problem you've got at home or any problem you've got in your personal life or, you know, maybe you're, maybe you've got an injury or something like that. That, that actually just goes away because I'm just so focused. Um, and that's, that's, uh. And that's what happened. And then the grand final was easy peasy. And then when it was over, it was over. And and, uh, and there was cheers and love from the from the community. And I feel like since 2015, that was kind of my baptism by fire. Um, and uh, and I've been a, a, ba- a mainstay ever since. Started doing WCS circuits, and you know, I went to all 2016. I went to a few WCS circuits, stream hacks. That sort of thing it was my first stream hacks in 2016. And then and then that's it. Kept doing more dream hacks. Kept doing more. Um, uh, I guess Starlighter events now. I got Starlighter stuff. Hmm. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I like how you and Tasteless mm-hmm. kind of have the same origin story. We're just kind of hanging out, and then someone's like, we need somebody to cast. <coughs> Help us, please. Yeah, I mean, a little bit different in the sense that I kind of uh, drunkenly assaulted a guy on Skype to, <laughs> to make me his co-caster, whereas uh, you don't know that Tasteless, Tasteless, I'm assuming... Didn't, I mean, he, you don't know he didn't. I mean, maybe he wasn't sober. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah. He was pretty bummed out that he lost, so maybe he had a, had a flask and he swigged it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't <laughs> so, know. I have to ask him. But yeah... I could ask him, yeah. If yeah. You, he probably remembers, but um, <laughs> I see him every now and then. Um, but but yeah, so so that's that's it, man. That's the story. That's actually probably the longer version of it because normally I just go, oh, you know, a guy talked to a guy and a guy talked to a guy, and the rest is history, <laughs> which Whoa. is the TLDR version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No podcasts are for longer stories. It's good, so I appreciate that. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Who is your favorite person to cast with in a co-casting situation? Oh, that's tough. <laughs> I get that question a lot. Put you on the spot. Uh, I get that question a lot. Uh, I think... Um, I've actually... You know, I was speaking about Zombie Grub earlier. I think because we're, we're pretty close and she she's a very good um, yin to the yang of my style. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the parts that I lack, she, she makes up for and droves. And the part that she lacks, I make up for. Um, but, you know, we have a little bit of both those things in us. So it's not a complete yin-yang. You know, I, I'm not a complete... You know, I'm not going to sit there and go, "What is that unit?" Um, you know, I actually do understand Starcraft to to, to a, a, a relatively good degree. Um, and Zombie Grub, of course, isn't always like you know, she's not completely monotonous. She actually does get excited and does get hyped up. Yeah, for sure. I can get, you know, when she was doing the grand final with Pig, I thought they were brilliant for uh, Montreal with Rainer and Cyril. Um, but uh, but but we we really complement each other and we're also close and and we have good banter and jokes and that sort of thing. And that's important to me. It's not only to not only to, to put on a good cast for the community, but also I think the community. Wa- <clears throat> I think I think that if you want to um, do a good job for the community, you need to have a little bit of that X, that X factor. You know, like you can't just put on a good cast. You also need to have, you know, you need to show them that you're a fun personality, that you guys get along, that you're friends, and we definitely have that. But I also, you know, as I say that, the reason why this question is so tough is because I also have that with, um, especially you know, not not back in the day, but Rotterdam and I have cast so much together that we're we're a pretty good combo now. Um, and uh, Todd and I have cast so much in the in the past with IEMs and stuff that we really have a good rapport going on. Like we've been friends for lo- for like a lot longer than I've been friends with Roddy, and a lot longer than I've been friends with uh, Zombie Grub. But we only really became friends a few years ago. Um, but uh, but 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 you know that as long as I'm I'm friends with that person and we have a good rapport and they're a very good analyst, I find I do quite well. 
uh, similar to Artosis, although to Artosis and I haven't had as many casts as, as I have with like you know Rotterdam and Todd and that sort of thing. But I feel like we do a good job when we're together as well. Just someone that's an analyst, someone that we get along that I get along with, um, someone that we, we can make jokes make jokes with, and uh, someone that's not going to uh, overlap me when I'm getting really excited. But that but that said though, um, you know we were talking about tasteless before. I actually thought that tasteless and I commentating together would be would be terrible, not because. I think he's a bad commentator, like very far from it. I think he's, I think he's really brilliant, but um, just because we're the exact, <laughs> we're the same kind of commentator, you know. Yeah. Like the, you know, the 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 play-by-play -play guy, the hype guy. There's there's very few of those in StarCraft too because it is such a deep game, and most of the most of the people that cast it are experts because they're, um, you know, because of you know they're they're just very very good players, right? Tasteless and I, you know, Tasteless was a good player back in the day, and I've never been a good player, but I've always been very excited by the game and really into it to a point where I still understand it just as a spectator, you know. Uh, I watch so much of it that even though mechanically I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, a, flaming, a flaming garbage can rolling down a hill, mm -hmm. but, I, but I can still, you know, I can still understand compositions and talk about timings and that sort of thing because I, I, I know enough about that. But Tasteless and I have that uh, very similar style, so I thought we'd clash a lot, but it actually ended up being really good. I think it was an IM Katowice the first time it happened, I think maybe 2017. I don't remember the year, but the first time we cast together was uh, was one of those events, and we were we were both really excited, you know, because we were, we like each other a lot. But at, at some level, I was also a little bit afraid. I'm like, oh, you know, are we going to step on each other's toes? You know, is he going to overlap? Is he going to start doing things where I usually step in? You know, that sort of thing, because that's that's his job as well. Yeah. But it ended up being really good. I actually t I kind of take the role as the analyst because I um you know I I, I know a little bit more about StarCraft two than Tasteless does, mm -hmm. but but we also take turns in talking about the game and the strategy. So we actually did a little bit of everything, a little bit of analysis, analysis and a little bit of play-by-play -play and took turns, and it was very natural. Not, neither of us needed to go, oh, you do this, you do that, and, and we figure it out beforehand. Like, we never... Like, for all you guys out there in the community that, um, you know, us commentators, we, we work there, we work really, really hard to, to put on a good show. We, we put on a lot of time and prep into, into making sure that we're prepared for the players and, and the storylines, that sort of thing. Well, some more than others, but, you know, not naming names. But, uh, <laughs> but, but um, you know, as far as direction goes, like to say, oh, you do this, you do that, and, we, and, and nutting it down beforehand, like trying to, trying to figure out who says what, when, we don't do any of that. That's very much on the cuff, off the fly, like off the cuff, on the fly. Um, the only thing that's really, that you'll see sometimes, you won't see it, um, if you're watching at a big event, but sometimes there'll be like a, a little bit of a hand signal before the game starts to say who does the intros. Yeah, that's you know, important. We're, like, we're going to be like, oh, do you want to take turns? Like, we just sort of do it because our microphones are usually live. We'll just like wave at each other and make eye contact and be like, hey, like, you want to go? You know, like sort of hold our hand out and like we're holding up a cup of tea, you know, like this, hey, you know, you want to go? You want an intro? And then they'll just like, you know, Roddy will like shake his hand and go, no, 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 you go and point at me. So then I'll do both intros sort of thing, you know. But, but you'll notice that sometimes I do both or we take turns. Um, so it uh, uh, depends on the moment, of course. In a grand final, usually they'll, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the player intro guy, so, <laughs> so they usually <laughs> let me do it. Um, but if it's not the grand final, usually we take turns because I, I think it's, uh, yeah. I, 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 think, I think a cast should be, um, you know, not weighted in one particular cast's way. Or, or other which is you know which is why the tasteless cast was such a surprisingly great thing was just we were very 50 50 and it was very good like we we shared very natural and very organically um and it just sort of mm. happened uh when it could have been really bad um so back to the original question i think that the it's too hard to answer because there are too many great commentators so that's my cop out <laughs> that's entirely fair i'm okay with that but yeah, just yeah. to the larger point you made there, I do think it's really important, and it's good for you especially, to be able to cast um, very well with lots of different uh, casters. 
So that. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a really good skill to have. I feel like. So I don't know. So I just feel like the organizers just um, like people that can get along with lots of other casters, so they don't have to be like, okay, so this person can't cast with this person, this person can't cast with this person. <laughs> that's. Who's uh, left, that's something right? we talk about a lot at events, actually, man. Like seriously, that's that's something that we talk about a lot at events. Is that uh, we we we're blessed in StarCraft too because everyone that still remains is a commentator. Like I don't know about yesteryear. You know, I've heard stories of um, you know people not getting along back in the day, but for at least the past three or four years, maybe even more, everyone's friends. Like we've we've had arguments and we've had disagreements, but we're all pretty close. Yeah. So. Casting together is quite easy because we're all mates, you know. Um, mm. Yeah, like even like some of the new kids on the block, like uh, you know, Fear Dragon and and De Muslim and that sort of thing. De Muslim uh, has already had a pretty good relationship with a lot of the guys. Less so me. Like I've never been a high level player, and I haven't been at it like Home Story Cups and that sort of thing. The, the a lot of the European events that De Muslim was at, um, and some of the American events was you know the American events were sort of behind, before my time. I didn't go to an Amer America for a StarCraft event until BlizzCon 2015. Um, and uh, so I didn't really have much of a relationship with him, but it happened like it was so easy because we're so similar. We're just like guys that joke a lot, like to have a drink, um, you know, and, and we're just very, very similar, except that, you know, I have a lot of hair and he has none. Um, but we just, we, 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 <laughs> but we get along so well and that makes the cast so easy because we're all friends. Like every single one of us, we're all friends. So there's no drama. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty lucky, honestly. I don't know of a lot of organizations that have that any kind of a you know employee no, relationship kind of a thing not gonna not gonna name names and, to, and un, un, unload dirty laundry here but of course you know it, it's in csgo it's it was in heroes back in the day it was in uh league of legends at one point like there's just people with you know some egos clash or styles clash or someone says something to someone else and they're upset about it and then it shows up at the event you know that kind of thing, and then and then Blizzard has to deal with the whole like, oh, he doesn't want to cast with this guy, they don't, they don't get along, so we need to only hire him when he's not in an event, like that that whole mess. Um, but it's not something that we have to worry about in StarCraft Two. We can we can interchange as much as Blizzard wants. It's really quite it's really quite easy. Fantastic situation. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Although I don't know, I think some people yeah. would like if there was some drama, they could follow. <laughs> <laughs> be like, man, uh, I'm so they're, mad they're, at Zombie well, Grub today. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Fear Dragon hates Zombie Grub. I could tell by looking into his eyes. Yeah, I could but see if it, the if it the, was the real... eyes, the windows to the soul, and since 20, 1080p is being shown on Twitch, <laughs> I can now finally look into Fear Dragon's mind and see how much he hates Zombie Grub and how much Zombie Grub hates Fear Dragon, and it's all real. And the Earth's flat and the bum is a lizard person. Um, but if it was yeah, really, really real, they'd be so happy. They'd be very pleased. Yeah. So. Oh, they'd be. They're, I mean, they're disappointed. There are, there are people out there that love their drama. Like for instance, yeah. uh, you know, one thing that the Muslim and I don't have in common is that I actually have no time for drama and I don't give a shit about it at all. But the Muslim loves his reality TV drama bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. Whenever there's a juicy bit of drama, he's like, "Oh yeah!" He's like, gets excited about it. He's like, "Starcraft 2's alive." <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's what I need. We're I different need in that regard. Way. I'm just like, I like, I like good times and chill times. I'm, I'm like, too, I'm, I'm like Danny Glover from Le Le Lethal Weapon, man. I'm too old for this shit. I just want to, I just want to have a chill time. I want to, I want to, I want to get along. I want to, uh, yeah. Maybe I'm boring. I don't know. Well, don't partner you with Mel Gibson, then, is what you're saying. No, <laughs> I like Jewish people a lot more than Mel Gibson does. <laughs> Not sure you'd get along. So uh, we wouldn't have a lot in common, I don't think. Um, he's originally from Australia, and I think that's about it. Right. Which, yeah. 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 Anyway. 
Oh, that just reminds me of the quote, nothing screams Scottish freedom like an anti-Semite Australian on horseback. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's right. Braveheart, baby. Yep. Good movie. Yep. Good movie. But uh, <laughs> when you when you look Terrible at it when you look person. at it in that regard, it's a it's a little bit funny, isn't it? Hollywood plays yeah. fast and loose with that stuff all the time. Well, I mean, they yeah. they have like uh, Liam Neeson as a cowboy, which is hilarious to me as well. Yeah. Um, like a, yeah, know, the Irish cowboy. Really, really yeah. gangly Irish guy trying to sound American, and he does not sound American. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I've noticed. Like when I, I actually am a, I'm a fan of some of those like um, Liam Neeson action movies, like Taken and stuff. And you know, he's being he's basically being t- typecast into angry, t- angry, angry ex cop dad. Yep. Every movie, he's an angry mm-hmm. ex cop dad of, or a cop dad. Because of Taken, yeah. Um, because of Taken, yeah. Uh, and um, at least in those movies, the writers have the, the the fucking foresight to be like, okay, he can't put on an accent to save his life. So he's originally <laughs> Irish. Let's make his last yep. name Mick something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, uh, just trust us on this. It'll work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. is not a cowboy. He can't put on the Texas accent. Like, let him, let him be Irish. It's fine. Well, at least they explain it. Like, sometimes in shows, somebody will come in and they're supposed to be, like, uh, burn notice. Have you ever watched Burn Notice back in, like, 2005? No, no, no. Yeah, there's a character who is Irish. She's, like, IRA, and she's in Miami. And then about episode three, it just goes away. She just totally abandons the accent, and it never comes back again. Oh, dude, it's hilarious. It still happens, and a lot of people haven't realized this, but, um, you know, the Marvel Marvel movies, some of the biggest movies, or the biggest movies, they're basically our our generation's Star Wars. Yep. These Marvel movies. Um, There's a character, Red Witch. Uh, Scarlet Witch, yeah. Scarlet Witch, yeah, sorry, Scarlet Witch. Yep. Mm. Started off with a pretty thick European accent. Sure did. And in each movie, slowly starts to go away, and all of a sudden she's just an American chick. <laughs> it's there's a she's little, just a, she's just a little, white girl from Texas all of a sudden. No, it's, it's not da- Texas. There's a da- little da- bit of Europe going on in the game. Tiny bit. I mean, to maybe it comes back a little, but I tell you what, when what was the one that um uh, Infinity War, or maybe Cap- oh, no, no, I think Civil War, maybe like American uh, um, Captain America. Civil. I only said American yeah. Dad Three. <laughs> Captain America Three. <laughs> Captain America Three. I'm pretty sure it was like just she just fucking was like fuck it. It's like this came in and dropped the accent completely and just went straight into just American girl. Like that was it. They might have given her a note then because by the time Endgame rolls around, it's back a little bit. So there, she's trying a okay. tiny bit. I've forgotten. Yes. I've forgotten. I watched Endgame in the cinema and I was uh, a little bit... Um, I was distraught. <laughs> so I don't, I don't remember... I don't, I don't remember the... Uh, I don't remember Scarlet Witch's accent to be honest. I don't remember her speaking much. She didn't have much to do in fairness. No. She gets like two lines. In the yeah. She like gets a little fight yeah, with I Thanos mean, yeah. and then she has a heart-to-heart with Clint about their missing significant yeah, that, others. She was, part of the, she was part of that extremely cringe montage of all the ladies of Marvel Universe joining up together and then she fighting. Cer- she certainly was. That was her. Oof. I mean, <laughs> dude. There are ways... There are ways... To show the strength of a woman in movies, and that was not it. Like, if we can like, feel you trying, dude, don't do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. If we can tell that you're trying, don't do it. Yeah, like just let it happen. Now. Like Black Panther, perfect. Yeah, those women were so powerful and so wonderful. And then in Infinity, Infinity War, it's like, let's get. All right, do you have a vagina? All right, get in here. Do you have a vagina? All right, get in here. Get in the shot. All right, you you have a vagina, right? I can see that from here. Okay, cool. I see breasts. You're a lady, right? Get in the shot. <laughs> like, come on, man! And then they, get, and then a bunch of them just like instantly get wiped as well, like wasp. <laughs> like, ah, oh. like I actually sort of like that was that was the only part of the movie, or not the only part. There was a couple parts of the movie that I thought were pretty ridiculous, but that was a part of the movie where I like audibly went, 
Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, just you, you nailed it, man. Just like, don't don't let us feel you trying. Make it natural. Otherwise, the community is going to do what I did, where they're like, dude, that was cringe. It just takes <laughs> you right out of the movie. It's bad. Takes you right out. Yeah, it takes you right out. It's not natural. Feels Loop. unnatural. Super bad. As we as we talk about a hero movie, like a superhero movie, uh, the purple grimace. McDonald's alien. Hey man, your fantasy setting could be entirely <laughs> believable. Just make some rules, stick to them, yeah, call I it was good. On, I was on that. I was on that Ant Man up Thanos's pipe, pipe train. <laughs> I, thought that, I thought that's how he's gonna die, man. I'm like, how else do you kill this guy? From within. Am I right, guys? Nice swim strats. Disappointed fans everywhere when that did not happen, though. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And then when they didn't have Daddy DeVito as Pikachu, it was a couple of disappointing moments in Hollywood. <laughs> A disappointing year for movies, honestly. Let's be honest about this. Ah, uh, yes and no. <laughs> I, I, you know, all, all, all jokes aside, I, I enjoyed Endgame a lot. But, Me too. Um, and uh, if any wars want, okay. I find them hard not to enjoy, but there is definitely some moments where you just like, whoa. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. They're not perfect films, but they're a lot of fun. So, ah, uh, there's no such thing as any. I, I don't think anything's perfect. Ooh, um, so that'd be a fun. Discussion. I'm one of those people. Like people are like ten out of ten, and I'm like it. it ten out of ten means perfect. You know what ten out of ten means? You can't say that. It's like when people, people when, when people say literally, but it's not literally. Like mm, there yeah, are a couple you know, of films. My, that my, my buddy, mm. my buddy, no regret. It's like a hundred percent. Like no, literally hundred <laughs> percent. Nothing in Starcraft's literally hundred percent. Nothing. It triggers me. Whenever he says that, I'm like, stop saying that. It's not true. He owes us a shoe still, uh, by the way, to, to give you an idea of how, how 100% yeah. 100% means. Um, <laughs> at the time of this recording, he still says, owes us a shoe. Uh, <laughs> I'm aware of the shoe. Of Ju- 24th of June. It's been a while. Um, but it has been a while. It'll, it'll happen eventually, I'm, we're told. But, I mean, do we trust layers? I don't know. I don't know. Um, at this mm. point, I don't know. So you were saying there's some movies that you think are perfect? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I... I don't think I have time to get into it now, perhaps in a future conversation. No, I have to, I have to go have breakfast in a minute. But there is some <laughs> good hungry. stuff. I don't know. I think uh, No Country for Old Men gets really close. Um, oh, dude. I, I mean, at, I would say that there are a bunch of nines out there out kay. of tens. All right. There are a bunch of 95s out of 100s even. But you don't believe 10 exists? there are exists? no 10s out of 10s. 10 doesn't exist. Is that because it not literally cannot exist or because there's nothing that's earned it? I don't think it can exist. Okay. Perfection. I, I, I mean, yeah. perfection is... It's a thing. It's per- perfection. Uh, yeah, it's not attainable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's, it's some stuff like, like I, can, I can perfectly add one and one together. That true, I can do. True facts. Yes. So that is that that yeah. you know, perfection exists in some. But when we're talking about something that has so many moving pieces, like say a game of StarCraft or making a movie, it can't exist. It can't. No can't way. Exist. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. That's just like my opinion, man. Yeah. That's just my opinion. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. We better let you go get some breakfast then. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, but yeah. thanks for hanging out. Anything, uh, so, uh, sorry. Or, go ahead. <coughs> I was just saying, sorry, sorry it took me so long to get back to Simicron and to get on this thing. Um, no, that's no, no, my no. bad. That's just me getting... <laughs> uh, it, uh, if it makes you feel better, I also do that to my mother. <laughs> she'll message me and she'll be, like, she'll be like, hey, you know, want to catch up this Friday? And I'll be like, oh, I got a text from mum, but I'm streaming, so I'll respond later. And then, pfft, go never on. Do. Like I just, Six months go by. Yeah. That actually yeah, does help me feel better, so thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, you're welcome. You know, I, wasn't, I wasn't dogging you on purpose. Um, <laughs> Is there anything but, you want to uh, plug before you go? Ah. Uh, um, 
just, uh, you know, hi, hello, I'm Maynard. Uh, if you like my stuff, I'm at MaynardSC2 on Twitter, and I also stream most days, and we'll be starting streaming soon at twitch.tv slash Maynard. Cool. We'll put a link in the show notes for sure. Cool. Thank you, man. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate you taking the time. And thanks for listening as well, everybody who has been listening. Again, check out the show notes for links to Maynard's stuff. Check out the Patreon and the merch. And until next time, as always, thank you for giving us your time and you take care of yourself.